Hey everybody, I'm your host Reg Thomas and welcome back to a new episode of PS The Podcast. And on this episode, I want to welcome all the way from Washington DC, the hilarious Rollo Boykins. In this episode, we discuss Rollo's hustle, how he uh, transitioned from Washington DC to New York, how comedy's been treating him, and uh, his future endeavors. So I'm looking forward to letting you guys know about this very special talent coming all the way from the capital of America. Reg Thomas is not a role model. He is a comedian. Some of the things he says may cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it another way, if you're offended by this, don't blame end stars. Time for a smoke session. All right, boom. So, wow. Kind of was right about America staying out of, you know, the whole Russian conflict. Kind of was also right about uh, Russia going to win this one. Ukraine looking. Man, shout out to Ukraine, man. Shout out to Ukraine. It is, uh, this woke, Being woke is rough. Being woke, like, fucks up other people's movements. Like, after, like two weeks ago, it was like, yo, you know, free Ukraine. Like, you know, unity, unite behind Ukraine. And then, like, you know, woke people, woke black people, we're not going to just free Ukraine. We got to see, make sure Ukraine needs, it deserves to be free. And then woke black people were like, uh, do you see how they treat niggas in Ukraine? <laughs> I love us. <laughs> we will throw a wrench in anyone's movement. <laughs> it's about to be a genocide over there. They was like, well, uh, they don't need our help because you see how they do us. <laughs> Hey, man, that's y'all business, man. Good luck with that. All right? Thoughts and prayers. Anyway, yeah, I mean, with that being said, people from Ukraine, they, they still giving it up. They still fighting for it. That old lady gave some sunflower seeds to a Russian soldier and said, I hope you die here so that these seeds could grow from your corpse. That's cold, bro. That's that's downright. I like that. That's, the, that's bring the smoke type talk. Also, the Ukrainian president used to be a comedian. Look, woke black people, I feel you. I get that. But as a comedian, I gotta I gotta back up my guy, man. No wonder he's always on TV. Comics always looking for some stage time. He's always on TV. Like you at whole world, he's like, yo, y'all not even doing nothing, y'all not even helping. <laughs> a comedian who's a president, damn. He outside. I need to give this some thought. Would y'all vote for me? President Reg Thomas. They gotta call me my phone. They gotta call me Reginald Thomas. What would I do as president? Off rip. Black people don't got to pay taxes for 400 years. That's first law. Can't even be vetoed. Offer it. What else? <laughs> I said that like black people pay taxes anyway. <laughs> some do. Some do. But like, you know what's not cool? It's taxis. I hate when people be like, yo, my taxes came in. I'm lit. I'm like, you are not lit. Anytime, any like, now that I'm old and I get it. Anytime I catch someone like celebrating, get a big tax return, I'm like, you live terribly. Eleven months healthy. <laughs> this is not a lick, fam. <laughs> Things are going in reverse for you. With President Tom- Reg Thomas said, no, absolutely not. No, I would send troops uh, into the streets of America to settle all this police brutality going on. Let me stop. That'd be dope. If I was president, I'd be like, all right, so now the army. Y'all my gang. Y'all go <laughs> go after the cops. Let's tighten these niggas up. This podcast is brought to you by NSTARS. For the latest news in Hollywood, follow NSTARS.com. E-N-S-T-A-R-Z.com. 
You may be asking yourself why you should be listening to Made You Watch a podcast. Mel? We're going to tell you. It's because you're going to get two completely different perspectives on awesome films because I'm 26 and my favorite movies growing up were Disney movies and chick flicks and period pieces and Adam. I'm just going to say 40-something. And I have a completely different mindset when it comes to film. I'm a bit more of a curmudgeon, more of a contrarian. We fight in the office all the time. Made you watch a podcast, new episodes every Wednesday. See you there. <laughs> well, welcome back. My name is Reg Thomas. Uh, this is P.S. A Podcast. I'm your host. Today, I want to introduce my ho- uh, my guest, Rallo Boinkins, very funny comedian coming straight out of Washington, D.C. He currently lives in Brooklyn. Rallo, what's good, baby? I'm good, man. What's good with you, man? Hey, shit. How you feeling? I'm in a good mood. I've been saying no to a lot of people's podcasts, but I was like, man, Reds, let me come through for Reds. I don't even be seeing Reds like that. I said, let me come through for That's for what, Well, what made you say yes? You my man. I go by offer right now, and it's yeah, it's <laughs> right now. either I feel like doing it or I don't. You know, sometimes you make concessions. You're like, man, I don't feel like doing it, but it might be, a, you know, and you make concessions or whatever. But right now, it's either I feel like it or I don't. I said, man, let me come fuck with Reds, man. I appreciate that, man. So, how was how's everything, man? How were the holidays? How was it's good, man? Went to go see the family. Everybody good and healthy. So, so you ain't catch blessing. COVID. I don't think so. I mean, I have. I be calling it a cold. It don't be uh, if you ain't on a respirator to me. It ain't COVID. For real, for real. Honestly, that's how I be feeling. That's how you deal with health yeah, scares. Man, listen, if you ain't on a respirator, it is a cold. So I had a cold. I had you know a what type colds. of attitude that is when yeah. you playing basketball and a dude be like, yeah, no blood, no foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, though. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so you've had colds, but not COVID. Yeah, I ain't had COVID. I ain't had COVID. Good, that's man. that's a blessing. Yeah, don't nobody want to be hospitalized and shit. So this is your second run living in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened the first run? No, nah, first, first run, because I was still working on um, a job. I was doing sales at New York Sports Club. And it was like at the end of the year, and they like cut commission. I don't know what the fuck was going on with the <laughs> fitness industry, but like the bulk of your money is made through commission. So it's like you probably you get minimum wage, but you get like sixty dollars a sale. You get like eight sales a day. You know yeah. what I'm saying on average. So you 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 could work it out. Um, but yeah, they cut commission, and it was just minimum wage. I was like, nigga, I can't afford to be here no more. Wow. Yeah, I had a bounce. I had bounced for a year. Uh, you know, minimum wages. I don't know, man. Minimum wage is a wild concept because I just learned that minimum wage was always established for like kids. Like that's like this is the minimum we're gonna pay kids to get to work little gigs. Listen, they wasn't expecting adults to be accepting minimum wage jobs, and they and they try to come at your neck about it. Yeah, they you, they be like, oh, you took a, a minimum wage job. It's like this is what this jo- this job should pay enough. Man, listen, you you're not having no fruitful life making making anywhere close to minimum wage. Nah. You just need funds, especially for the shorties. The shorties, man, I dated my first shorty that liked nice things. I said, this is not going to last. I knew it wasn't going to last. Right. A month in, I was like, I can't keep this. You can't, I can't keep this up. I can't keep I this up. I done blew through everything already. <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> See, the thing, and then this other thing about like minimum wage stuff is like, it's like people will pay you minimum wage and still demand that you like don't do drugs. They be like, yeah, and we're going to test your pee. And it's like- you want me? You want me make work minimum wage at Walmart and yeah, be sober? That's crazy. I don't understand it. Where'd you meet that girl? Did the shorty. Yeah. Oh, where did I? I met her at a party after a show years ago. I think I went at her, but she had she was dating somebody, so she wasn't fucking with me. 
but she was we were still talking from time to time and then you know that that role opened up. I slid right in there. That's how it be sometimes. Yeah, man. You are you were <laughs> trauma. You were trauma. You be like that sometimes, baby. Yeah. It was good though. We had a good little run. Shout out to you. <laughs> so listen, earlier we were talking about not necessarily the politics of comedy clubs or anything like that, but just, you know, like your journey from being a, a comedian in DC to being a comic in New York. What are the major I mean, people say comedy in New York is like grad school so like it's already established like it's a bigger scene and it's like a little bit more action but like how do you feel like you've grown differently in those in those two arenas um dc is a good starting ground if you if you rise to the top of the ranks in dc you could come to new york and you know do well standard wise that doesn't mean you'll get um into clubs or acclaim because that's all that's a whole other aspect of it but your your funniness will hold up yeah, that's true. Clubs is a whole nother thing. Yeah, that's that's a whole. Nother, it's like you know, it's like a job. You like the whoever's in control of the booking has to like you personally or like your comedy, and that, and that's really basically that's why you know people get hung up or on not getting respect. You know, I see a lot of comics. They'll post like, "Man, these comics not fucking with me," and it's just like, "Man, just because people don't like your comedy, like get over that. It's it's okay. Everything ain't for everybody." That's why I shout out all my Instagram comedians, all my online comedians who understand that like it's really all about selling tickets and not what your funny's about. Because listen, man, that that's what is selling I, tickets is what really moved the barometer. Man, it changed my look. I did a weekend. I remember I did a a weekend in D in DC at the Improv hosting it for a comic that's been in the game for twenty five plus years, and then for Thursday Thursday through Saturday I was hosting for that comic. And then Sunday Monday I was hosting for a social media guy. And let me tell you, the social media show was, was a fun show. Of course it was. It was they, a they, fun they show. They were real fans. They were young, I bet. They was young. You had a lot of hoes come out to support them. Even better. And we love the garden supplies. We 100%. love the garden tools here. 100%. Yeah. And we the material the wasn't tools. the dude was he's a he's a competent comedian. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't was jokey jokey. It's DC Young Fly. I say it was DC Young Fly. DC Young Fly is a competent busy. comedian. You hear this, man? He DC is. DC Young Fly is an amazing comic. Here's the thing: an People, amazing entertainer. They make it seem like the, they make it seem like uh, comedians that came over from doing online aren't like they don't get busy. So a lot of them get busy. A lot of them do. A lot of them get busy. And honestly, man, that's just a smarter business route, if you ask me, to cut the time that you have to spend in the industry in half you know what i'm saying and and you know doing clubs and i think that's just smarter so not it doesn't sound like you expressing any regrets but uh would you like if you could take five years back a year like would you just focus more on social media than your stage time that's a good that's a good question i don't know man because it just it you to get good on stage you just got to put the hours in right I don't know. I'd have, I'd have divvied up a little bit more time, but that stage, that on stage time is just important. There ain't no way around that. Skirt! Quick smoke break here. If you ever want to hear about Hollywood news, make sure you check out nstars.com. E-N-S-T-A-R-Z.com. Nstars.com. <laughs> yeah, we back talking about Kanye again. Oh, oh no. That with your wife is a is a hard pill to swallow. That's a wild that's a wild that's a wild text to read on a Sunday. 
how good can that pussy be? Like, I would dump her if I was both of them. I would just not be around her. She's problematic. Like, this, I don't need all this. And she got like four kids. You know, I'm, I didn't. I done hit a couple chicks in the projects before kids. I know what it's hitting for. But look, you got you to gotta stay strong. You think the Rolls Royce is what makes him stay around? I ain't going to lie. Like, I've dealt with trash bitches for less. If, if, I, if you was toxic, but you was letting me drive your Rolls, I'd be like, whatever. You better go get your son. Cause she can't, she ain't worth this stress. Ain't nobody worth this. Cause Kanye crazy and Kanye fans are crazy. You understand? Could you imagine like now you gotta just walk around hoping that a Kanye fan will try to do something goofy? She probably let you splat it on her face. She probably do all the nasty. She probably do it like the internet. She do it like the links. <laughs> Your favorite link? She do it like that. Cause that's the only way this is even worth it, bro. Like. Like, yeah, probably wild. Yeah, like, nah, she, 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 she do it, do it. Yeah, like, man, I read up three kids, man. What you think? I, that was an accident? Yeah, a gang of kids. Yeah, it gotta be good. It gotta be fire. The sisters, don't nobody come back to the sisters like that. <laughs> they be with the sisters, they be like, all right. Kylie, read up. Kylie, read up. Travis got hit another one with Kylie. She might have it. Kylie got a billion dollars. I'll read up too. Kylie got a billion dollars. <laughs> Crazy as hell. <laughs> You're listening to an End Stars production. Just completely switching topics now. You got designs of your hair. You've always been eccentric with your hair. How do you go about your stage presence? How do you go about how you going to look for stage? I really don't put nothing into it. I get my little shape up and my little design, but that's that's just it. I ain't, I ain't a fashionista on stage. I ain't a fashionista. I'll be, because, oh, man, it helped, though. That it, Stuff like how you dress can amplify your chances of getting looks, man. But you're not checking for it. You could care less. I'm going to do me, man. I throw a hoodie on, man. I, you know, I, the parents can scare the white people, but the jokes, though, the jokes is what bring them in. Because New do- York is a savvy crowd. I do like this one joke you got about, um, like, I'm not really doing it much justice, but the ideas are like, for me, it's like, you, you like in my mind, I picture you dating a, a really woke girl. And every time you guys would communicate, she'd be like, good morning, my king. And you're yeah, like, come on, man. Yeah, that's real, that's real. Like, you ever have a shorty call you something higher than you even feel about yourself? She's yeah. like, good morning, my king. You be like, I'm like, you, and now, really, anytime a girl's ever hit, I love that joke, by the way. I thank love you, that thank joke. You, thank you. But... Anytime a girl's ever hit me with that, I'm like, so do I call her queen back? Because yeah. I don't feel like that about her at all. <laughs> right. I, uh, it's true. It's true, man. Uh, yeah. That shit. That's, it's real, though, man. But, you know, shout out to the sisters, man. They be really, they be pouring into you. They be, she was just real positive. I, ain't, I wasn't used to that. You know, I like hood rats. Yeah? Yeah, I like them. You can't trust them, but you can't, <laughs> you can't trust the hood rats, boy. Shit, go in your wallet. Hey, but they fun, though. They awful. Sometimes you gotta have some fun. They're well traveled too. They resourceful. <laughs> yeah, hoes resourceful. Yeah, they be like, oh, I know someone over there that can we call. Hoes always know somebody. You're listening to an End Stars production. Yeah, you know what? I, I got this habit of getting girls' numbers and not calling them. It's just making sure you still got it. 
Yeah, but I be feeling bad because I I try to call them like later, like like weeks down the line. And they be like, like you supposed to call me the other day. And I was like, damn, I ain't know it was an expiration on the on Yeah, the... there's definitely an expiration there. Man, that's ridiculous. That's kind of psychopathic. That is, that is ridiculous. You call them strangers weeks later? It, that's psycho. You gave me your number to use. To call within like my 48 leisure. hours. Oh, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a lot. You, if you give a stranger your number and they call you a week later, like, that's basically stalking. Really? Up the block from it. Oh my gosh! I got to delete Susie's number. Get rid of Susie's number. You don't even dust that thing off. You don't even know. You don't. You and Susie don't even know each other. That's true. Damn, I ain't no shorties be offended by that. You should like it. Why? See, it's too many shorties be making all the rules. This is too thirsty. This ain't thirsty enough. You not showing interest. It's too much for me, man. It's women do. Women do like nowadays on Twitter. You will catch a lot of that, uh, the bare minimum rhetoric. Like, it's the bare minimum, or men don't do like, do you know what girls think the bare minimum is? What, like, like, let's say you out on a date with a girl, right? And some dude like robs the spot, <laughs> she thinks that, like, your life, like, you should be willing to sacrifice your life for her life, absolutely, man. So, for women, the like, the, the bare minimum in women is like, yo, the least you could do is die, like, <laughs> that's the bare minimum, absolutely the least you could do is. Die. That's ridiculous. I might not even fight. Depending <laughs> how I feel about you, the, I might not even. It's fight. the least you can do to get some. Out yeah, of it. it's crazy, man. Shout out to everybody who done found love in, in this hopeless place. What Brianna say? Great. People done found love in this hopeless place. I be seeing a couple. It be making me smile because it is hard. I be ready to quit. Yeah, dating in New York. I'll tell you, the one thing that keeps relationships going in New York is rent, because a lot of people can't afford it on their own. Really? So it's like, you know what? Let's thug it through. Oh, no. I ain't never cohabitated in New York. I don't know if I will ever do that. That's not even as bad as dating someone that don't that lives two boroughs over. What's that, what you mean? You got to go into the city and then into the Bronx? Yeah. Like, dating a chick in the Bronx That's is like, working. yo, I, I, like, I might as well date some girl in Atlanta. That's like, not working. The two hours, I could have flew to Atlanta for this. That is not working. How is that even possible? I got to stay at your house. But then this also because you realize that as a comedian, your life is in shambles and like other adults have cars. And then like you date someone with a car and you be like, oh, this means nothing. This is not a problem at all. New York the city, (laughs) What's a little 20 minute drive? People don't be, you can be in New York and not have a whip though. It ain't like like other cities. Yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. As a New Yorker, born and raised, I'm 35 now. It, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm. I need to let that excuse go. Like, as, like oh, you from it? Yeah. And oh, like, you, you get to you a certain age where it's like, nah, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> but you should still just go get yourself a car. <laughs> now you need a whip. Like, no, nah, I get I, it. I get it. You don't need it, but you should still have one. Yeah, no, you, you, know, you gotta get that. You gotta get that whip. Yeah, and, that and, whip. and they, honestly, I don't know how you feel because you're not a New Yorker, but being on like a New York City bus, an MTA bus, yeah. there's nothing. Nothing that just makes you sit down and really think about your decisions in life. Yeah, it's very nothing. The stop and go, and you just like, wow. It's a mis. It's if so I'd have just misery. did that one more, that one extra essay, I'd be in grad school, and you know this would. <laughs> nah, it's, I try to avoid. Yeah, it's very. It's depressing. like the butterfly effect. It's depressing. Let me ask you something though, Rich. Let me ask you something. What's up? I asked all my my homies this: Would you date a, a comic? <laughs> yeah, sure. Shout out to you, brother. Yeah. Have you? No. You wouldn't say dated. I feel like you can't. You can't keep. You can't keep the, your business out the street. Dated. Who can't keep their business out the street? I feel like if you, dated I know comedy, people business. I know thing, people. These business are my favorite. Tell it to me. These are my favorite comedian couples. I love when the girl is funnier than. <laughs> do you love that? I do. That's so weird. Because I know his ego is just like, what the fuck? 
shout out to all because it's like right now um you know we've been around and work with a lot of um people in the game that's you know popping up getting opportunities and i think that's so dope because it ain't like that in any other city like in yeah, DC, recently people that's it's funny they just funny yeah that's true like yesterday i did a i did a show and uh I went up first and I killed that shit. Mm-hmm. And then when I tell you every other comic went up and killed that shit, too, I was like, God damn. Like, I, I was like, wow. Like I was like, this is being a New York City comedy scene is just like wow. It's dope, man. People on TV, fucking uh Abbott Elementary, um, shout out um Quinta B. Quinta, nah, Janelle, Janelle James on James. that, Flashbook, misdemeanors, like People, people on one. Flatbush, you said Flashbush? I said flat, <laughs> Flatbush, man. I said Flatbush. It's Flatbush, right? Flatbush. Yeah, it is Flatbush. Yeah. I love that K- show. K- right? so, so it's dope. You know, I mean, the Comedy Central, like, it's people popping up, um, getting, like, huge looks, and I, that's super dope. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yo, Rilo, thank you for coming through. I appreciate you. PSA Podcast. I'm your host, Rex Thomas. Yeah, this yeah. is the world-famous uh Amazing Rollo Blankets. Tell the people where to find you, man. Hey, man, y'all can follow me um, on IG. That's the main thing I'll be on. And TikTok uh, at Rollo Blankets. And look out uh, for Rollo Reviews uh, for the newest rule. <laughs> Film reviews and TV show reviews and, and all that good stuff. PSA Podcast is produced by Junius Valentine, sound engineer Adam Mock, and written by Reg Thomas. You've been listening to an N-Stars production.